Well, for the next three hours, I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> yeah. You can't, I know some of your kids probably have to go to the bathroom already, so we're going to keep this short. But uh, anyway, just thank you so much for being here. And um, we're not taking an offering or nothing. We want to say thank you again for your generosity. You're giving through text and PayPal and all that. So thank you so much. Um, if you're insistent, you can give something to one of the ushers and they'll make sure we get half of it. <laughs> but uh, but we're not here to ask him anything of you. We're just glad you showed up. Start with the bad news. Because sometimes good news isn't good news and you know what, until you know what the bad news is. And the, the bad news is in Revelation. I'm going to start out with this first and then it's going to get happy. He says, Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. Earth and sky fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in them, and death and hell gave up the dead that were in them, and each person was judged according to what he had done. Then death and hell were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Now that's the bad news. The good news is that Jesus came down here to do something about that. Amen? All right. Switching microphones. Oh! (laughs) Bunch of honk happy people. Uh, Pentecostal church, that's how they do it. Uh, Yeah, that's much better. All right. And so my goal for the next few moments is to, I guess, gain appreciation for what Jesus did. And when you know what you were saved from, it makes the cross that much better. Amen. When you know what could have happened uh, had Jesus not come down, we would have paid for our own sins. And so I'm thankful today that Jesus was determined to solve a problem that he didn't cause. And that was our sin. So I want us to think about this today. Uh, to leave the comfort of heaven that Jesus did and wear a human body for 33 years, to die a violent death just so we could have a chance to be saved from an eternity in hell. That's why we're gathered here today, to appreciate what Jesus did on the cross. I'm so thankful for that hope. So for me, in order to have an appreciation of what Jesus did, I need to that without him forgiving my sin, eternity in hell is where I would go. And that's the beauty of Easter. All right. Now, I know that God could calm the wind today, but we do live in CUNA. Can I get an amen? (laughs) All right. You know what? I know know the scripture. I'm just going to preach. All right. What happened on that day? What happened on that day that Jesus knew what he was doing? He was determined, and we're in a series called Determined. There's some things happen up to the day. Number one, Jesus was betrayed by a man named Judas, by somebody who should have loved him, by somebody who should have, who was by his side, but didn't have his heart. And you may have been betrayed like that, where somebody's close to you. And being betrayed by somebody who's nearest to you hurts the most, doesn't it? If somebody betrays that you don't know, you don't have anything invested in, that's not that hurtful, but, but Judas was with Jesus. Judas saw the miracles. He, he did miracles that God enabled him to, and yet he betrayed Jesus. And then you got Peter who says, Jesus, I will never deny you. I will now go to the death with you. I will die for you. And Jesus looks at him and says, today you'll deny three times that you know me. You know, Peter had good intentions, but he has done what a lot of us have done as we had our good intentions not followed through with action. And what did Jesus do? Jesus ended up forgiving him even before he sinned. 
And Jesus gets arrested. Okay, he gets, there's a trial that's going on and he gets unjustly accused and they sentence him to death. And here's what Jesus did. Jesus went willingly to the cross. He went willingly. He was determined to get through what he was going through because somebody needed him to. And today you might be facing a struggle. You might be facing something hard. And let me tell you something. Don't give up because somebody is counting on you to stay determined. Someone's counting on you to make you through. Jesus, of course, was crucified. He was buried. His disciples scattered, ran off. What they thought and what they expected didn't happen. You see, they thought he came to overthrow the Roman government. They thought that Jesus came to give them what they wanted. Jesus doesn't always give us what we want, but he does give us what we need. Amen? Because what we want and what we need aren't all, always the same thing. And then they buried him, and his disciples were like, what in the world happened? We thought he was going to be the king, overthrow the Roman government, and now he's dead. And our expectations of Jesus just got shattered, and they scattered. And then when Jesus rose on that third day, when Mary went to the tomb and it was empty, and she came back and told the disciples, he's not there. The Bible says that they didn't even believe that. And I have a hard time understanding, like how he told you over and over and over again, I'm going to die three days later. I'm going to come out of that grave and everything's going to be fine. And even when he came out, they still didn't believe him. But the story I want to close with is the story of the two thieves that were crucified with Jesus. It says there was a thief on his right and a thief on his left. Jesus was in the middle. And at the first, they began to kind of curse him. Like, if you're the son of God, get us out of this mess. And then the one thief had a realization and he told the other guy to shut up. He said, this man here has done nothing wrong. We're getting what our deeds deserve. And what he said to Jesus is amazing. He said, Jesus, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And Jesus said something to him that I absolutely love because here was a man who had lived his entire life robbing people, stealing, being dishonest. His entire life was a messed up life and he was paying for it. And Jesus looked at him and he said, today you will be with me in paradise. That one moment of faith, that one moment of saying, Jesus, will you just please remember me? I know I am not worthy. I know that I have lived an entire life that's a mess. But he asked for forgiveness in his heart at that very last few hours of his life. And what did Jesus do? Jesus didn't say, you know what? Boy, if you would have made this decision a couple years ago, I might think about it. You see, the beauty of Christianity is you do not have to earn God's grace. You do not have to earn God's favor. All you got to do is repent of your sin and say, Jesus, I'm, I was wrong. And what I love about this last, last moment conversion is that it proves to me that, again, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. It's not all the bad stuff that you did, it's what you do with it now. It's simply saying, Jesus, I've blown it. I've, I've lived a messed up life. Will you forgive me? And like I tell you, there's no waiting period on forgiveness. It's not like buying a gun in California where you got to wait 15 years. Well, it's actually probably three or four days or seven days, whatever it is. There is no waiting period on God's grace. He forgives you the moment you ask him. Isn't that beautiful? that you don't have to earn it. You don't have to live up to God's standard before he accepts you. He accepts you and then you start working on stuff. Aren't you glad for that? Because we're all sorts messed up, amen? And that's what he did. That's what he did.
So today, I don't know where your walk with God is, okay? but I hope that, that after we're done here, you will understand that there's a God in heaven that loves you so much that he was willing to send his son to die for us so that all we have to do is say, Jesus, please forgive me. Please come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. And that's how you get heaven. That's how easy it is to get the ticket to heaven. And I'm so thankful I don't have to earn it. Amen? Because I'm all sorts of messed up. I have to earn it every day. I'm so glad all I got to do is pray a prayer. God, please forgive me. And he does right then. So if you have never made that decision, okay, I'm going to just ask that you would pray with me. This would be probably the shortest sermon you ever heard. And I know some of y'all want to go longer, but... Some of your kids have to go to, the, go to the bathroom. I know that. You're like, my kids are squirming in the back. So I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you would do that, just pray with me. Dear Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and my Savior and come into my life. And I thank you for coming out of that grave on that third day. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you would let us know on our, our social media, on our, our Change Life Church, either the website or our Facebook page, we would love that. Uh, all right, I got a, the thing for toilet paper. Everybody look at your toilet paper. Hopefully you got some. Some of you got here super early and you may not have got any. If you didn't get any, you can stop on the way out. And I want to tell you how toilet paper relates to Easter. I got mine up here. Let me grab it. It relates to Easter. Mine has our changed life symbol on it. Yours does not. Yours is sealed. But I thought because toilet paper is such a big deal these days, I thought we'd use an illustration. And number one, how it relates to Easter, it's not appreciated unless you're out. Okay? Number two, it's designed to clean up a mess. And that's what Jesus came to do. He came to clean up our mess. The Bible says that when we ask God to forgive us, our sins become as white as snow. Toilet paper is white for a reason. It's white for a reason. I had to teach some junior hires why toilet paper was white. Do I have to tell y'all? I'm not going to tell you. It's white so you know when you don't need anymore. I had to tell junior hires that. I got called into a school assembly and they're like, can you just talk to these kids about cleanliness? And so we explained that to them. Okay, it's kind of shaped like a tomb. And when you look at it this way, that tomb's empty, baby. It's empty. It's empty. That's how toilet paper relates to Easter. I'm so thankful that Jesus did that. Amen. Well, Pastor John's going to close us in a song.